The Supreme Court began the new term with just eight justices, so for the first time in over 30 years, it's left without a swing vote. A tied vote will now be broken by a Ruth Bader Ginsburg push-up challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Senator Lindsey Graham claims that NBC is a co-conspirator in the destruction of Kavanaugh. Uh, by the way, co-conspirator in the destruction of Kavanaugh happens to be my favorite Metallica album. Attorney Michael Evanati says that the White House is incompetent. The White House responded by saying, I know you are, but what, you know, believe me, sad. And finally, Yankees slugger Aaron Judge was the most popular MLB jersey of 2018. Well... It's nice to hear about a judge people actually like. The Trump Report starts now. now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Well, kind of a no-brainer for a musical interlude here on today's Trump Report. Welcome. I am Christian Blatt. Feeling so fine because you, our audience, keep me rocking all of the time here on the Trump Report. Wait, Report. red wine? Red, red wine. There the was a, we can't think of a beer song? No, but this oh, is the song that... Oh, we'll get into the story. <laughs> so there's a reason for this. Yeah. Tamara, as a, as a joke writer who, uh, who uh, keeps an eye on the headlines, you missed a good one. There's a good setup in this uh, story, okay. which we'll get to in a moment. I like how our intro song is always a riddle. Yes. Like half the time. Uh, I had a different song, but then this one was just a little too perfect. And speaking of a little too perfect, joined as always by the one, the only, Chelsea Galicia. Wow, I don't know how I accept that, but thanks. Uh, Hi there, everyone. And, uh, of course, Tamara Brown. That's me. (laughs) Sure is. And sitting in for the first time, my friend from the Better Call Saul after show. That's right. It's the Bavarian boy himself, Al Gregg. Hey, everybody. Boy, Al G. The other Bavarian boy, a.k.a. Young Street Life. Uh, That's right. And, you know, uh, a little uh, shameless self-promotion. The Better Call Saul season finale is next Monday. So go ahead and check out our after show at 10 Pacific, which, yes, is 1 a.m. Eastern, but, you know, you should stay up for us. We're worth it. Anyway, so uh, there's obviously a lot to talk about in terms of the Kavanaugh hearings and all the attendant issues there, but the most important, clearly, UB40. Now, the reason why UB40 I've uh, factored into this is a uh, former classmate of Judge Kavanaugh tells the story about Going to a UB40 concert with uh, the judge to be, and whoa, whoa, uh, getting whoa, whoa. getting he's a judge now. Oh, the judge to be. Yeah, he's, he's thought, before he's a judge. He's a judge to be. He's not a Supreme Court judge, but he's right. a judge currently. He he is currently. Uh, I guess were you trying to say a justice to be? Like, no, you I'm think saying he's that at that the, point, at that point, he's not just, a judge. It just means yeah. I pre, so okay. it, it's like adulthood. The, uh-huh. the future. Mrs. Yes. So-and-so. Gotcha. You know, that's all right, we're on thing. the same page now. Yes. All right, good. Mm-hmm. That page has been uh, aligned Thank properly. You. And the as the story goes, they were so drunk after the concert that uh, Brett Kavanaugh is convinced that he sees the singer from UB40 <laughs> at a bar after the show and okay. proceeds to uh, try to fight him. Because usually after I've seen a concert, I definitely want to fight. This is the throwing the ice incident? Yeah. After the UB40 concert. After a nice reggae lounge, like you want a tiki drink, chill type of concert, you want to get in a fight. 
And uh, it ter- it was it was not the singer from UB40. As it, it was Meatloaf, out. actually. <laughs> Which uh, I would do anything for love, but I would not fight him. So uh, that's that's how I look at that. So that is why we have UB40. Uh, also, okay, it's funny. I heard that story, but I didn't hear the UB40 part of it. <laughs> you missed my favorite part of the story. <laughs> it makes it beautiful. And not just a friend uh, reported that happened. The police actually came out to that incident. So we have some real hardcore evidence. No, the. The real question is how angry Lindsey Graham must be uh, at the singer from UB40 for not being at that bar, for making Justice Kavanaugh, future justice to be, in his his estimation. Uh That's how uh, our... He does not deserve this! He does not not deserve... (laughs) He has been through hell! Uh, So, uh, obviously, all of this uh, ties into the, uh, the hearings... From last week, where we did hear uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford uh, speak, and also uh, Brett Kavanaugh spoke as well. Uh, let's sort of take a take just an overview of that day's proceedings. I would say the first half was definitely advantage Democrats, and uh, the prosecutor that the Republicans had hired to ask their questions so it wasn't seen as a bunch of old white guys uh, ganging up on a woman who has a, a, a story of, of a traumatic incident. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that uh, it went the way they expected it to. Uh, Chelsea, how would you characterize, we're only talking about the first part. Of, we're not talking about one uh, Brett Kavanaugh sp- spoke, but we will speak about mm-hmm. it. But uh, that part, how do you think that went for uh, Democrats and Republicans? Well, here is where I say words that I hardly ever say, um, and that is I agree with the president that her testimony was compelling, incredible. I'm not sure that those were the exact words that he used because I'm sure somebody's going to call me out for that. But he or, well, he's seemed not, uh, does not have compelling in his vocabulary. That might be just probably true. But Trump's remarks about it were that it was believable and um or at least he didn't say he didn't believe her um so i guess that's Yet. my brief synopsis on on that is that this is a moment where i can say i agree with the president can i jump in sure, here though? Right what's ahead, implicit Al. in that statement in and of itself that he believes her but he still believes kavanaugh is innocent is that there's some like kavanaugh doppelganger running around there well, look <laughs> there there's really only one way for uh republicans <clears throat> who support the confirmation of brett kavanaugh there's only one way you could position this where you had any semblance of uh, trying to salvage it which is i believe that she thinks this happened i believe something happened to her we don't know what it was uh, we don't really have any supporting evidence, which uh, is is certainly true because uh, they they you know at that point there was no investigation to try and gather any further evidence. So that seemed to be sort of the the company line, which was uh, we feel bad that uh, you know we're glad that uh, she chose to share her story with us after her anonymity was compromised. And then she chose to speak about it. And the only way that you can really try to, you know, have any chance of confirming Brett Kavanaugh is to not discount her uh, as as a senator, especially on the Judiciary Committee, uh, the way that perhaps people on Twitter have. Tamara, what did you think of uh, Dr. Ford's 
testimony and sort of, you know, and I mean, you have to talk about it in a political way in general, but uh, just sort of your thoughts as you were watching it and uh, reading about it. Chelsea agreed with President Trump. I agree with Orrin Hatch. I found her attractive <laughs> and pleasing. <laughs> oh my God. And a nice lady. <laughs> and a nice lady. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, it was moving. It was moving to watch her and listen to her and you know, she answered everything straightforward. She, her voice was shaking just in enough to make it just a, just emotion, just emotional, um, probably triggering for a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, I, that, that whole first half of it moved along at a reasonable clip. And then there was the rest of it. Right. But, well, we'll talk about the rest yeah. of it uh, in in a moment. Uh, um, and I have to say, I really, I I liked Rachel Mitchell, too. I thought she did a great job. I think uh, she obviously, you know, she has the background in someone who, you know, deals with uh, women who have been through. She's been through. She She's a lawyer that uh, specializes in, like, uh, sexual, sexual trauma. Yeah, and sexual so trauma. So she yeah. knows... She knows how to ask a question. Yeah, and the, there's only the the pointed moment that she had at, towards the end, which was, wouldn't it have been easier if we had maybe you know talked in in a, a different setting, you know, not here at a at a Senate hearing, and you know it would have been a lot easier. I would have had more questions for you. We could have uh, we could have done this in a different setting, and there's obviously uh, differing accounts as to whether or not. Uh, it had been conveyed to either Dr. Ford or her attorney that they were willing to come to her. And, uh, you know, that seems to be a, uh, a point of contention uh, amongst uh, n- not elected officials, but the unelected official opinions of Twitter. Uh, before we go into any of the specifics, though, Al, I wanted to give you a moment to sort of react to Dr. Ford and the questioning of her by Democrats and also uh, by Rachel Mitchell, the uh, prosecutor. Yeah, um, I thought Rachel Mitchell did, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say an average job, uh, a competent job. Sure. Um, she was there. <laughs> she was there. She, she was there. More importantly, though, we we're talking about Dr. Ford's uh, testimony, and, and you guys had touched upon like how authentic it was, and it was just the right amount of emotion, you know, where we could empathize with her. I empathize with her, and everyone seems to believe that she was credible. And that's the thing about being credible. It's something, she seems credible. She has, uh, has all the attributes of something that's credible. You know, she's a very intelligent, accomplished woman. All of her answers made sense. But when we talked about the emotional factor, I actually uh, saw a really good article. It was on a liberal website. I want to say it's Huffington Post, uh, written by a a female activist. But she actually uh, highlighted the point, and I want to ask this to Tamara and Chelsea, that perhaps uh, Dr. Ford's impact made a little bit more – Dr. Ford's testimony made more impact – than uh, say than Anita Hills was perhaps because uh, Anita Hill came off very staunch, very professional, and dare we say that Anita uh, mm. uh, that Dr. Ford's came off all of those, but also a bit more emotional. Hmm. Well, if I were the president, I'd interrupt right now because you spoke <laughs> to both of the women on the panel, and uh, I would answer for them. But because this is the Trump report, uh, whichever of you ladies would like to go first. Uh, well, I'll just reiterate what I said last week uh, about how one one big difference to me between Anita Hill's case and uh, Dr. Ford is that Anita Hill didn't 
come forward for the sake of Clarence Thomas's appointment. This this was a, a suit that she had filed before he before he had been um, nominated. Before, right. You know, before the and when they were vetting him, the FBI found this in his case and brought her in. And the only reason I point that out is because. She probably, not that Dr. Ford wanted to be there, but I bet Anita Hill wanted to be there even less because she had thought this was over and done with. And this was something that she had to bring bring back up and show up. And Well, it, it is thing. an interesting point because, as we referenced, Dr. Ford had hoped to remain anonymous, but she did bring it up in more recent times. She was bringing it to someone's attention like, I saw that he's on the short list. I just want you to know this about him. Maybe you should pick someone else. And that's sort of where she started from. But yeah, with Anita Hill, it was uh, certainly something that she had thought was uh, behind her. Uh, Chelsea, uh, but uh, of course, I yield my time to (laughs) Chelsea to uh, respond to uh, Al's earlier query. Uh, I mean, I think the point is well made that some level of emotion that seems real and authentic is going to help somebody recognize their uh, their integrity. And when we women try and come off too, too stoic, it looks like a, a mask of sorts. And it's mm-hmm. a mask of sorts that women have felt that they needed to wear in order to operate in a man's world. Understood. But I think now that um, we're a little bit past the idea that men, that women need to be exactly like men and that it's more permissible now to be more feminine. And uh, there are still some people that any slight emotion from a woman makes her either shrill or, or hysterical. hysterical, right? But I think we've moved a little bit uh, in, in a progressive direction to accept that there is strength in femininity, even if that includes, you know, uh, revealing emotions more than men, which won't that be the day when men themselves can reveal emotions, not over the top, and not like Brett Kavanaugh, who revealed <laughs> emotions, but to a to a degree that actually went against his credibility. Yes, mm-hmm. which uh, is definitely the uh, aspect of that that I'm most interested in discussing. Uh, one of the things that I saw several people comment sort of favorably uh, towards Dr. Ford was the fact that she wasn't quick with the details and it was just like, you know, I, I don't really know that. Let me refer to my notes. I wish I could be more helpful. You know, the idea that someone would be doing this for a politically motivated reason uh, and perhaps fabricating a story because there are those who certainly believe that uh, that's what all of this is, that you would probably be presenting facts that uh, you were certain of and you would have all the information. Somebody had a question, you had an answer for it. And the sort of vagaries of her recollection just let, well, because she doesn't remember the specifics. Is of that it. a word? Vagaries. <laughs> it is I don't know. Sounded a word. like really. It, it, it's it's a kind of vague recollection. Vagaries, absolutely, <laughs> is a word. Look it up, kids. How were your SATs, Tamara? <laughs> it sounds like a Harry Potter character. Vagary well, Duggar. Vagary Duggar. Yes, uh, but the you know it sort of has it has the effect of it just seems like an authentic recollection she's having that's like you know i i I don't remember that and that in turn leads to some uh 
very uh, angry questions and tweets from people as high-ranking as the President of the United States. Uh, how does she not remember? Why did she not file this at the time? How does she not know how she got home? How did you know? There's a lot, all of these questions that people have about the testimony, which uh, I am fortunate enough to have not had traumatic incidents that I can't remember. But I understand enough that people, you just don't remember what happens, you know. And, and sometimes you don't want to. You don't want well, to, yeah. and no, and but... she just might not like. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I remember this terrible thing happened 36 years ago, but no, I don't remember how. Christian, I got home. has anybody ever hit hit your car and ran, or have you ever gotten sure. a, a, like a traffic infraction? Oh, have okay. I gotten traffic? Infractions? Okay, so no, I mean, but, but like somebody slight, you know, cut sure. you off or something. Absolutely. You know, do you remember what color the car was? Right, that's a great the, comparison. You know, so yeah. like, it's like you you remember an incident, but that doesn't mean you remember. You know what, what street sign it. was on your left when it happened. You yeah. know, like that's not how memory works. And so that sort of aspect of it, it, it kind of lends to how on, you know, across the the spectrum of people discussing this, they are absolutely sure in their belief of the way that this incident happened or didn't happen. And if you have 100% support of Brett Kavanaugh, you are going to say, there's no chance that this happened. And if you heard Dr. Ford's story, you could, not, not saying that, you know, that's all the people are doing, but the idea that, like, well, there's a 0% chance that she might be remembering something that happened with someone else. We weren't there. We don't know. And the fact that people are so sure that uh, well, he obviously did this. Uh, the fact that he spoke afterwards, well, before he spoke, it's like, okay, good, he's going to, to get his opportunity to speak. Uh, I just find it's, I guess in general, we always have to be so sure of everything. And just for the sake of the conversation, let's focus on the people who think there's no chance that this ever could have happened. I don't know who <clears throat> Brett Kavanaugh is to these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if if he's a family member. He's the guy that's going to turn over Roe v. Wade. Well, that's all that matters I mean, to And them. that's what it comes down to. And look, there are plenty of people that President Trump can put on, a, on the Supreme Court who can overturn Roe v. Wade. You know, people who... You know, maybe didn't drink that much in college. You know, there's there's better there's people who didn't get into a fight with or try to get into a fight with the singer uh, from UB40. At, at the very least, try and get in a fight with Sting. You know, go aim a little higher. But, you know, and it's just Ooh, people... I'm sorry, UB40. You don't deserve <laughs> You do not deserve that. You have been through hell. Look, they have two songs and they're both covers. So I'm sorry. I, I feel like I, I'm not going out on a Wait, are we strictly talking about white men who specialize in reggae and Scott? Is that what we're <laughs> yes, talking about? We're going to do, do a whole separate show. We'll do the an specials. after show on that. You... I, I, I like the specials. In any case, the uh, so you know, and and that's just sort of what the narrative is. It's 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 an awful time to be reading anything on Twitter when you're looking for information that doesn't have anything to do with this. When you're not looking for people's opinion on this, maybe you're maybe you use Twitter for a news source about other things. Well, you're going to have to sift through. Uh, at least if you have the feed idea, you are have to you sift not? Are, are are you not a fan of the national conversation that this has sparked, even on Twitter? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm uh, not a fan of the way some people are characterizing her story. I have. She's been. Uh, she and the other accusers have been characterized as bitches. Is the c word? I mean, I've seen everything. Things that I was just like, oh, that was. Following. Well, that. (laughs) (laughs) President Trump? Yeah. Oh, that's probably why. Okay. uh, Christian is a proud boy. I don't know if everybody knows that. He's in those groups. I'm the proudest (laughs) of the proud boys. Thank you very much. But in any case, uh, so 
I just, uh, you know, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a particularly ugly moment. And when it can be an ugly moment uh, from both sides, I'd love to point at that. But uh, you just, you feel like at this point, people feel like, look, Brett Kavanaugh, it's like, there's, there's too much stink around this guy. Say that it turns out it didn't happen. It's just like 0% chance that it happened. This is all hypothetical. Well, you have all this around him. What do you yeah. want? And then he goes and he makes that speech. And my thinking was, you know, especially, and our Scott Brown pointed this out in the chat. This was the thing that I really highlighted. When he started, so our Scott Brown in the chat says, Kavanaugh disqualified himself with his left-wing conspiracy screed invoking the revenge on behalf of the Clintons. Yeah, I That agree. specifically that means insane. he can't be neutral. And so it's like, even if you thought, like, you know what, I don't, I don't think this guy did that to that woman. I know him. Like, let's just say hypothetically, you know him. But then he does that, and you're like... Oh, I, I don't know that he did it, but then look, he just, he blows up and he's so angry. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't need my, I, I don't need my Supreme Court justices to, to look like somebody who was. Came off of kicked, Fox News. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, kicked off in the first episode of Survivor. Oh, you know, yeah, one like of those WWE like, body slam yeah, or something Yeah, right, exactly. Like uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I just found that moment mm-hmm. was the most telling, not his. Yeah. Uh, evasive non-answers and uh, I drink beer. Shit. I like beer. We like beer. We, uh, what, what, <laughs> we, I, we I've been beer. getting into a couple conversations on Facebook with people who, women who don't believe Dr. Ford and who, uh, you know, they're supporting Kavanaugh. And what I say is, look at. Let's say, let's say I don't, I don't believe her. And let's look at this from a completely impartial point of view. She answered every question straightforward. He deflected and meandered and got defensive immediately and would not answer hardly any question. That alone would answer, in my mind, makes up yeah. who, who I mean, is guilty. It's psych and who 101. Is... <laughs> when somebody asks you a question, you're like, well, what about you? Exactly. Yeah, and uh, Al, uh, I'll, I'll uh, certainly uh, have you uh, speak in a moment, but uh, the perfect example for what Timer's speaking about is like, um, I would like to speak about my yearbook. You know, there's a moment where that's, that's not word for word what he said, but essentially that was like, can we get back to the yearbook, please? I'm here to talk about uh, the quotes in the yearbook. What were you going to say? No, Al? well, I mean, like, you guys mentioned two great points. Aside from the sex act or... Uh, abuse in and of itself which may or may not have happened you pointed out uh uh i'm sorry take me back to the fact that uh he was uh partisan his partisanship yes you pointed out the fact that uh he was evasive so that goes to his veracity i have one more thing that's been the latest thing to come out in the press they're finding all these text messages where uh, kavanaugh and his friends have reached out to these people who went to school with trying to get them to say i didn't expose myself to ramirez did i so those type of things i mean that falls along as along the lines of tampering to me so yeah. to me there are several reasons why he's already disqualified himself as being a candidate you know for for this for uh, the Supreme Court in addition to the sex thing. Yeah, I mean if you can't recall all the women that you've exposed yourself to because you've gotten too drunk in college, perhaps just hypothetically <laughs> maybe you drank a little too much in college. Or but can you really claim that you exposed yourself to them if you don't remember? 
Well, that's a that's if a, a great tree question. Falls in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> is if, that what that is? If, yeah, if, if Brett Kavanaugh whips it out in if the woods a, and no one's there, it doesn't really happen. If a penis dangles at a party, but everybody's passed out. Drunk. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Did it really happen? People telling him that, uh, oh well, he's being inconsistent uh, and he's being intentionally can I have misleading. That? Or is uh, that yours? Can I tweet that? Please tweet <laughs> that. The fact that he's being intentionally misleading. Here's my one hang up on it. And I don't want to defend this guy. The fact that he's being intentionally misleading about his drinking, where they blacked out. The problem is you can't tell somebody else that they blacked out. The problem, you can tell somebody else passed out and you see the mutter in the corner and they look like they might be blacking out, but the only person can tell you that they blacked out is the person in the next day if they tell if they remember things or not. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of a weird subjective thing. I don't know. I'm not being technical. No, no. And I think, uh, you know, it, it, look, this is on the level of a, a conversation, just sort of trying to get some information to the background of Brett Kavanaugh because there is no crime that can be prosecuted. And as we heard, there is not at this point any kind of evidence that, uh, you, you know, uh, I believe she said she wouldn't even issue a search warrant for a house just based on sort of the recollections. <clears throat> and these are the sort of things that uh, people who are, have the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh in their vested interests, these are the things that they hinge upon. You know, sort of talking about Dr. Ford's friend who said, I never heard about that, that, uh, that that happened. We'll leave out the point that oh. she said, but I believe her. That makes me so... Ooh. Every time they left out the but can, I believe her. Can I real quick sure, talk go about ahead. the shortcomings of the Democrats? But the, the, here's where the Democrats irritated me and fell short, is that... How many times did Brett Kavanaugh or one one of the prosecutors on that side say, uh, everybody at that party denies that it happened? And nobody said, no, they don't deny that it happened. They don't remember. They say they don't have any recollection. That is a very different thing. Nobody spoke up to make that clarification. So... That was probably irritating to you from a lawyer standpoint, just making those like... But then again, this isn't really a trial. It's not a, you're right, if, you're right. If, it's not a criminal trial. If you apply trial, so. for a job and your references are listed and your uh, employer or the desired employer calls the other references and they say things about you, you don't get to have a court trial to prove whether or not what they say yeah. is accurate. Yeah. They just get to listen to the reference and see if that cre- reference sounds credible and then take that information into consideration. So that's what I, I want everybody to to I, keep realizing, to disconnect this from the, the law, even though everybody's like, oh, what about the presumption of, of innocence? This has nothing to do with that. Does your employer start with the presumption of competence? No. Mm-hmm. You know, so the same uh, goes yeah. here. You don't get a, a, a trial to either clear your name when somebody says some allegations uh, uh, about you that you don't agree with or that you don't recall. <clears throat> and then the other big thing was when um, I think it was Dick Durbin. I feel like this is when it really, for me, the whole thing went south and tempers just raged at this point was when Dick Durbin started the like, sir, will you insist on an FBI investigation? You, if you are so adamant of innocence, uh, you, you, I, I think that it only makes sense that you would want to reopen and, and just sort of badgered him on that point at that moment. And, and the way that he, it, it did turn into attack at that point, even though I agree with what the point that he was making, but I feel like it was at that point that that lifted 
it, it that's that's when guns well, started blazing. That, that definitely led to a, a very noticeable tonal shift in the hearing because there is the moment in the point where Brett Kavanaugh is being questioned and uh you know he delivered delivers his shakespearean monologue that i'm sure he's very <laughs> proud of uh where the uh republicans who had not been directly speaking during the first part of the hearing uh made way for uh big boss lindsey graham who okay. made sure that he had his voice known and uh he was uh applauded at a little gathering uh, afterwards and uh, i've Ugh. seen people characterizing him as a hero lindsey graham who is someone who if you're truly a conservative He's not someone that uh, you tend to agree with his his policies, but it it was a different hearing from that point onward. It was and an, that was an audition for attorney general, is what that performance was. Bingo. Uh, but President Trump has an attorney general uh, and Jeff Sessions. I don't see oh, that there would be a vacancy anytime soon. <laughs> uh, so and and that was really the difference, and and that was the point where it's like, all right, you're not going to really get that much. Can out I of go this. back go ahead, to the FBI yes. thing? Yeah, and. Call me guilty conscience, whatever. I'm sorry. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't broken any federal laws. I don't want the feds going through my background. I don't want them going through my taxes. I don't want them calling my old friends. I'm not about to walk the FBI to go through and do an investigation on me. And, you know, as a guy who's gotten into trouble, youthful indiscretions, uh, like uh, Kavanaugh and his friends, you know, the, the beer brawl, we have to give statements. Guess what? Every police report that I've seen, that I've been involved with, it's always came back and it's mis- mischaracterizing. Now, I have my own kind of like uh, prejudice against, against police, and I like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But I'm sorry, I don't trust anybody to investigate me. I wouldn't ask them willingly to investigate me. Too much can go wrong. Right, because you, they could find something unrelated to the incident in question mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, no, I, I didn't want you to find that. I mean, if you think about the, uh, the Kenneth Starr investigation, what was that into? Whitewater. Yeah. And uh, then Linda Tripp's like, oh, hey, I've got something that you might be interested yeah. in. Can we talk? Where they so, end up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so then, you know, I can see how that sort of thing would happen. And by the way, I need to give credit to R. Scott Brown in the chat because before it was made on the panel, he said earlier in the chat, Lindsey Graham giving his audition for Attorney did General. Did he say that literally? He did, he, yeah, he says. <laughs> and then Lindsey Graham gave his R. audition Brown, for a Right here. Right here, uh, And man. then to go back, Daryl in the chat speaking about... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh, he wouldn't shut up about lifting weights. And uh, R. Scott Brown gives the quote, I was too busy getting swole with Timmy and PJ <laughs> to and rape sweet. anyone every, anyhow. Uh, so, <laughs> like, I just, my, let's, can we just play a game real quick of listing Brett Kavanaugh's other high school friends? You, well, you like, mentioned my favorites. Toter, Boom Man, <laughs> Cowface. <laughs> Cowface, who was actually the most handsome of the lot. Uh, so The Duke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously the, the the hearings definitely take a turn there, and I think that a lot of Republicans felt comfortable in sort of voting for – not sort of – voting for the confirmation at that point. They're like, we ended on an up note. We got to go second. Thanks, Lindsey Graham. We've sort of changed the narrative on this from what it was before the break. And uh, then uh, even Jeff Flake – who we'll talk about. I in love that moment. name. What's in a name? <laughs> well, he's living up to it because he's like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and vote for him. <laughs> Actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, why doesn't the FBI look at it? Which, look, you can say what you want about them only giving a week. They didn't want to give a minute of an FBI investigation. So the fact that uh, Jeff Flake's able to get this week-long investigation when you were going to get nothing, uh, obviously, and that's a, that's a sticking point for President Trump, 
that they didn't have com- the numbers before that. Right. Well, the only reason that it, it went forward was because that people that they weren't expecting to waiver probably did. I'm not talking about Collins and Murkowski. There's somebody that we don't know who it is was probably like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to vote for him. You know, just somebody that they didn't know. And then Jeff Flake, who uh, I believe, uh, whatever his heritage is, I believe uh, Flake translates into guy who sits on the fence perpetually because <laughs> he felt, uh, you know, there, there was that video that went viral that morning of... Uh, the elevator. He was, yeah, the elevator being... Uh, I don't want to say accosted because... Uh, confronted. These went, confronted is a much better term. Thank you, Tamara. And, and you know, they it's pointed to as like, well, it gave him something to think about. And he's like, yeah, why, what are we rushing I, this for? I actually don't think that it made much of a difference. I don't know if, you know, he has a, some some luck with public places... Uh, if I remember correctly, he was also the one on the plane when that gentleman with, I believe he has ALS, came up to him and was begging him, please don't vote to uh, repeal Obamacare. And the video went viral. Anybody else remember I what I'm talking about? I didn't say it. I hadn't thought of it, I but I, I do remember that. Yeah. And that didn't change his mind. So unless he yeah. has a softer spot for women I who mean, have might. been. You know, maybe uh, he does. I don't. Maybe I, he doesn't I, know what ALS is. I'll just say right now. Kavanaugh's going to be confirmed. No, I, I, that's my I, vote. I, I think I, that's going to happen. Unless this week shows something very unexpected, like we're sort of talking about, mm. doesn't have anything to do with Dr. Ford, something that an FBI investigation uncovers. Uh, I, let's put it this way. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, the only thing that I'm surprised is that he hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, I, I think that... There, is, you know, I think that I think that Pence is going to have to uh, cast that uh, tiebreaker vote. Tamara, though. can I say how I loved how you raised your hand? I just wanted to raise my hand too, like in school too. <laughs> Ladies just and gentlemen, testifying. I think it's not good. I think he'll get confirmed. I, I do, and it's unfortunate. And we have a flawed system with a bunch of politics and people, political people at the center of it. But I guess I'm, uh, I guess I'm, I'm displaying my cynical nature. Uh, Chelsea, your sort of your takeaway from all of this ahead of anything that the FBI might find. Uh, where do you think we're at on this? Well, I am not ready to say, oh, for sure, it's 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 a Good, done I'm deal. I'm glad somebody feels that way. <laughs> There's a couple of things that I'm hanging my hope on. Um, some random things, like for example, there are um, a, a lot of uh, what's the right term. Uh, indigenous Americans in Alaska who really do not like Kavanaugh, Mm -hmm. who are uh, placing pressure on um, Lisa Murkowski. So that, maybe with enough time. Right, that's one vote. And if... I there's several ways that you could interpret what uh, Jeff Flake said on the 60 Minutes interview when he was asked if it's shown that Kavanaugh lied, would you vote for him? And Flake said no. But is there a qualifier there? Is that if he lied about the sexual assault, would you uh, vote for him? Maybe that's what he thought he meant. Because at this point, he has lied. He has lied. There's enough it's lies. If it's based on a lie, yeah, there's definitely a enough. Lot of, to, so, a lot of omissions. Yeah. And, yeah. So if enough of the conversation is around the lies that have already been told and the poor temperament, then maybe, just maybe, there's a hero in the wings waiting to vote no. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if if that is going to be an issue that sways Lisa Murkowski, you would still need to get at least Susan Collins. But uh, And I, that's I, thanks – sorry to cut you no, off. Go ahead. But it's – um, what, what was it called before the hearing when they were – 
asking him the request. Maisie Hirono did an amazing job. I think it was it's due to her that they brought up the indigenous people's uh, issue at all to be to be you know the reason that right. Murkowski you know. Uh, I, I think if it hadn't been for Maisie Hirono bringing that up and the initial questioning, um, it wouldn't have brought it to the forefront of Alaska. I don't know. Maybe that's presumptuous of me to say. Well, I know. I think it's the point that uh, it's not something that was likely to come up because the focus, you know, look, they, everyone she really had limited died time. died on a hill for that one. Yeah. Uh, so we will have to see how this all plays out. We will have to see what happens with this FBI investigation. Uh, if you're not cynical like us, let us know in the chat if you're watching live with the archive but did version. You, did you hear that Mitch McConnell said that the FBI conclusion will not be revealed to the public? Uh, I did not hear that. But uh, what I was actually going to say earlier sort of about Jeff Flake calling for this, if after the week it's like, yeah, we didn't find anything new, it, it definitely makes it so that a number of Republican Senators are like, well, see, we didn't find anything, so I'm going to be okay to to have a clear conscience in voting in voting for uh, Justice Dry Drunk here, and uh, <laughs> you know, confirming him. And uh, you know, I made this joke months ago. Uh, he's he's going to sit right next to Clarence Thomas. Uh, clearly, they're they're they're, they're going to have their own little conversations. But anyway, uh, well, let's see. I mean, it's uh, you know, look, put it this way, it's so close. That I can't say I'd be shocked if he didn't. I'm just expecting, you know, uh, the way that the uh, the way that uh, politics have gone the last few years. It's usually like, well, what do you think is the thing that's less likely to happen? Oh, that's the thing that's going. I to really wonder what John McCain would be saying right now. Interesting point. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah, I can't get my mind off of Kanye and like his pro prone anti-slavery remarks at the same time. Right. No, we probably don't have time. For we that have. In the 13th we have a, we do have a couple <laughs> minutes, and uh, we can talk about that. But before we get to that, uh, it's sort of a quick video that we have to show uh, about uh, you know President Trump usually not being the person who can read the room and take the temperature of the company, the country, the company as well, but they take the temperature of the country as to. Which are the issues to maybe steer clear of, the thing to be a little bit extra sensitive of. And then he uh, has this interaction with a reporter, a female oh, reporter. Uh, so uh, let's share that with the audience, Juliet, please. Go ahead. Sure. She's shocked that I picked her. She's like in a state of shock. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. I'm sorry? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Nasty. She's shocked that I picked her. There, and thank you, Juliet. And there's there's that moment, the uh, which is usually the pretty much anybody who says something that they're like, oh yeah, I've uh, potentially stepped in it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You go. I picked you. And uh, you know, and I, I look. What else can she say in that moment except for I'm sorry? I'm sorry? Yeah. Because uh, you know, you don't you don't get that job and keep that job if you're then going to be confrontational with the president. I mean, if it escalated beyond that, yeah. certainly. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's always a matter of timing. And uh, there probably... There was a good time to say something well, like that? I'm <laughs> going to say there couldn't have been a worse time yeah. that I can think of would be while these issues are going on. That's got to be the cringiest moment. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, on Better Call Saul, we always isolate the uh, most uncomfortable moment. <laughs> and uh, in the Trump presidency, that's not even in the top hundred, but for the last week, that that was uh, way up there. Uh, so, uh, because we only have a couple minutes left, and Al, because you brought it up, talk, let's talk a little bit about Kanye, who uh, was on Saturday Night Live. Slavery sounds like a choice. 
Uh, well, look, uh, I, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Well, I do remember him saying that, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I didn't feel bad for George Bush in that moment as much as I did for Mike Myers, who was standing next to Kanye when he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. And Mike Myers had kind of been there, you know, just listening. And this was before Kanye was Kanye. Obviously, yeah. I sure didn't know who he was before that. He hadn't, he hadn't tried to. He to, was backpack Kanye. He hadn't tried to steal Taylor Swift's uh, MTV award or Grammy or whatever. At that point, so I really didn't know who he was, but uh, yeah, Mike Myers is like, wait, what now? <laughs> uh, so this was another one of those moments, but uh, so uh, anyway, uh, we have, like I said, we have a couple minutes, but uh, give us uh, your thoughts. I on, mean, on I don't know. Talk about cringy moments. Did you guys see the SNL clip? Yeah, so and that's not from the show. That's it's, after it's in the, the credits. Fact. Right after yeah. the credits started rolling, he continued to kind of take the audience hostage and to kind of freestyle and kind of half sing, half talk, half rant, and he goes this, goes into his whole political spiel. Last week, I apologize about the MAGA hat. Now, I want to wear my MAGA hat. You're trying to bully me. Don't bully me and try to stop me from wearing my MAGA hat. And the, and the Democrats, they want to keep black parents out the home. They want to keep fathers out. And by the way, you know, slavery was a good thing. The 13th Amendment was a good thing. Then five minutes, oh, was a bad thing, by the way. The yeah. incoherency of his rants, I don't know, it's, it's something I've never seen before. Well, I, I think, and you know, if there's something I'm not in the business of, it's defending Kanye West. <laughs> uh, but I, I think his clarification was, I was trying to say something about a different part of the 13th Amendment. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing that, that I can say as uh, inarticulate and as confusing as any of that was, this is a guy who clearly, in a climate where everyone is so careful about what they say and doesn't want anyone to hear them say something that they might disagree with, he's like, yeah, it's an unpopular opinion, but uh, I do like a red hat. And that's not really what he says, obviously. Uh, and uh, as confusing as the whole thing was, uh, there's there's at least something to a guy who has made points about President Trump before and uh, people so concerned for his sanity that uh, they thought he should be institutionalized, uh, which, you know. There's there's a there's a lifetime of history as to whether or not you think that's worth it. That's for Are someone you talking else about Trump or Kanye? Uh, well, I, Kanye, people were at least more vo uh, vocal about uh, wanting to do it, and uh, yeah. So uh, look, I don't I don't know what he was getting at, but he clearly he had a point that he wanted to make, and you can kind of see the SNL cast sort of like, can we go? Can we can we <laughs> can we like not all be Mike Myers here in this moment? Can we all take a big step back? And, uh, you know. And it just goes to show that Kanye, like many celebrities, doesn't have the capacity for nuance. Okay, let's, let's get to the 13th Amendment. Basically, 13th Amendment ended slavery, as we know it, you know, after the Civil War. But there's also a caveat to the 13th Amendment, which actually kind of legalizes slavery. It legalizes uh, free labor for those who have uh, been incarcerated, which mm -hmm. some right. people look, in, uh, look at as another form of slavery. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ava DuVernay did a very good documentary yes. on it. It's called The 13th. But the point is that yeah. he didn't grasp either side of it. He's said, I want to end the 13th Amendment, I want to abolish it, oh, I want to amend it, but he didn't know what side he wanted to amend it. Just, Kanye, man, just give it up, just stop talking, I'm yeah, sorry. And that's why I never actually uh, debate anyone. Uh, if it seems like they've read anything and have a fully formed opinion, I'm probably not going to have that conversation. Even if they might agree with me, I'm like, I I feel like I'm largely a, a bit of a fraud, and uh, I, I don't, I don't want to be seen with my bags completely unpacked. So, uh, but you know what, Kanye does doesn't have those fears. So good for you, Kanye. You go ahead and keep at it. Uh, like I said, we we're pretty much out of time, but uh, I didn't know it. Tamara, Chelsea, any of you want to weigh in on Kanye West? No. Okay. He gets help. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, Better there you issues go. to talk about. Uh, anyway, thanks so much to uh, Al Gregg for sitting in. Uh, hey, hey. Double uh, triangle. Do, where do people <laughs> oh, find you? Oh, my goodness. Where do people find you, Al? Hey, everybody, boy, Al G. You can find me on Twitter, at Jamaica House Doc. Glad to be here with the crew. And Tamara. Find me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. Chelsea Galicia. Yeah, thank you. Well, at Chelsea Galicia, yeah. I was giving you the I, opportunity. I thought that you were doing I it should for have, me. I, yeah, I, that's right. Because that's what I want to do, is I'm going to speak for the women on the panel. I'm sorry, what's your Twitter? Go ahead. At Chelsea Galicia, Great. thank and you. And I'm at Christian DMZ, and uh, thanks so much to Juliet in the booth. And uh, we will see you all next Tuesday at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs>